بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم احمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم الهمنا مراشد امورنا واعذنا من شرور انفسنا it has been a practice for the last about one and a half years to explain the crux, the summary of surahs of Quran. Allah allowed that we have reached what is known as Surah Al-Qalam, the 29th Jews of the Quran Kareem. May Allah let the blessings of this Quran, let the blessings of the Khatam, that's when it's made. May Allah let it spread in the entire world. Through the barakah of Quran, Allah save me and Allah save you. Save my progeny and save your progeny from whatever fitan is in front. Worlds of worlds of darkness can come. But Allah has created a magnificent light. It is this light when it is just opened. Just like this. No one has even read anything. Just opening this light. And immediately darkness is repelled. Just by the opening. If it is read live, it has its own effect. If it is read in a recorder, it has its own effect. My brother Marana Imran wrote an incident where the person says years ago when he had to go study in the lands of England where hardly there was at that time any masajid. Once upon a time it was a world of kufr. Now when you will go you will see masajid everywhere. But at that time so as a wasiyat maybe his father said to him that at least keep your Quran with you. At that time perhaps it was Qari Abdul Samad Abdul Basit Rahimullah or some other Qari he had those cassettes with him. And because he loved listening to Quran, knowing he is in a hostel where he is surrounded by non-Muslims, you're not going to play it loudly, obviously. So he would make sure he closes the window and then he would play his recording. And that was his enjoyment of Quran. Playing the recording one day, then this girl knocks at the door. And she's very irritated with him and says, Stop singing. You're spoiling my worship. So for him it was like, Where am I singing? And then she went away. Then he says, a while after that, he called some of his friends. They were Muslims, others also in that campus. He told them, come to the hostel where he was staying. He said, we will listen to some lovely Qiraat, Quran. Again, remembering that woman, he made sure every window was closed, door was closed. And then this woman comes in. Soon as they start playing, she's knocking again. She's very irritated. She says, stop singing. You're spoiling my worship. So then one of the other boys asked her that because he knew her already. He said, but there's no, we're not singing number one. This is our like, holy book. And then he said, where you stay? So she stayed quite a distance away. He said, there's no way the sound can be reaching where you are. There's no way. Then he asked her like, what do you mean your worship? What do you worship? She said, I worship Satan. That time. Satan. Imagine she called this music. We call that music. She called this music, stop your music. I worship Satan. So because the boy knew her, he said, can you, like, you show us how you worship Satan? So she took them to the room. She wasn't shy. She had those bones and she had that hair. She was a witch, what we call. She said, but when I'm doing my thing, you are spoiling my spell. She said, that. when I'm doing my thing, you're spoiling my spell. All those boys, none of them would have understood, like what we spoiling a spell. So they explained to her, there's no way the sound can come. There's no way. And we're not even reading it. It's only on a recorder. 
And then they spoke, spoke, and they knew the girl, and they went away. So at the end of the incident, they write that she could not survive much longer in the hostel. It was not long after that that she packed up and she left. She packed up and she left. What made her leave? What made a witch leave her witchcraft? Or unable to make a spell? That boy was not even reading. When that Quran which is on a recorder, not live, could have such an effect. That in a hostel surrounded by kufr, it could spread through the walls and break her magic on the other side of the hostel. And that Quran which is loving Quran, that Quran which is open, that Quran which is read, that Quran which is translated, that Quran which is understood, this is the life for the world. There was a few years where it was understood that Quran is for the his class. Quran is for Ramadan. Quran is for my son who says, Daddy, I want to become Hafiz. Tarawi is for you. If the girl said, I want to become Hafiz, she would be told, for what? There's no Tarawi for you. You're not going to go in the masjid. You just read at home your child, change your rakats. Get finished. Because you have to make dessert after that for your husband. Where you got time to make khatam of Quran. That was all it was understood. This Quran, someone passes away. They say, Kari, Kari, sir, come quickly. Read some Surah Yasin. Someone passed away. Perhaps at the past, the attack of the devil was not as terrible as it is today. That ability to be able to snatch Iman, to be able to snatch Iman, from the people of Iman. Majority know what happened in this concert that happened now in the lands of Hijaz and Muqaddas. Where in the past we would say so many went for Hajj, so many went for Umrah. It was a thrill for them to announce so many, but that number they gave, you wonder how that number managed to fit in that place. So many came for the concert. Had it been in America or Britain, who would even bothered? This was when the people of Iman were snatched out of Iman. You wonder how did they manage to get snatched out of Iman? When the light of Quran is not allowed to blink. When you are driving on a road that is dark. On a dark road, if you don't put your own light on, you only need a small rabbit to run in front and you're going to have a major accident. You don't need a big animal. We entered into the era of extreme darkness. But we know there are those people who say, I like to drive at night. This is because my brights, those brights of mine are so bright, if any other car is in front, he'll also go off the road. So I travel when there's no one to say it's only me and no one. We were told there are certain times late in the night, it is called the time of the Hajjud. Where there is no one on the road but you. You switch on your bright at that time. You will see your journey will be the fastest to Allah. But if you can't make it for the night, then we make it during the day. If you are a Hafiz of Quran, maybe for years, I mentioned this somewhere, someone said, I never did it. For me it was like a shock because the person said, I never do it. I was telling him that your students in the his class, every one of them must be told, in the class, now you know your work now, now sitting at your place, standing at your place, say Allahu Akbar. And in your two rakats, read what you just learned now. 
more fresh than now it will never be. Read it. And then you're tired and read sitting. But get the enjoyment of reading Quran in Salah. So when I said to the Ustad, the Ustad said to me, myself I never did it. He said, give me at least about three weeks, four weeks, I'll start practicing, then I'll tell them. For me it was a shock that you're teaching Quran and you never enjoyed the taste of your own Quran. Our Quran is for Salah. You don't have to be a Hafiz of the whole Quran. You know Surah Tabbat Yada. Then you read it in your Salah. Then you learn a little more longer Ayatul Kursi. You read it in your Salah. You read it in your Nafal Salah. You read it in Sunnah Salah. You read it when you're standing in Salah. You can read it when you're sitting in Salah. Quran in Salah is a different color, a different chant. And then you read it out of Salah. Enjoy the brights that our cars have come with. We have been given that light that doesn't only show us the road. It pierces through all darkness. Me and you must be that individual when I read in this town. Every sorcerer and witch around this town finds that their spell is not working. They have gone out of their way. One book that I wrote recently, the title of it was Spiritual Light versus Material Might. The majority of this book was how much of magic is in the world already? How much of magic? Me and you, we only know one jadu of the mother-in-law. And that's like the worst, like, that's the only one we know. Very strong jadu, this is very strong. There is very, very heavy magic from very high quarters. Very high quarters. And when Allah allowed those high quarters, that magic has been placed in your hands, then Almighty Allah allowed the people of Iman that the breaker of all magic has been placed in your hands. Magic in their hands. And the potion against every magic. This is Al-Quran. You know the entire Quran, you are the greatest magician on earth. But you are the spiritual magician. The surah that I will read now, Noon wal Qalam wa ma yasturun. Where it is a surah on the seerah, on honoring Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then it honors the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, seerah was one, what is known as his physical life. So that would have been from the day of Nubuwa till the day of his passing away, 23 years. And thereafter he has a spiritual seerah that started on the day he was buried in Medina Munawwara. And it will continue until the day that he stands up again in front of Almighty. This surah will cover that entire seerah. Cover the entire seerah. This is the seerah, what we will call the story or the incident of not one individual but of an entire religion. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was not one. Allah described Ibrahim alayhi salam, Inna Ibrahim kana ummatan. Ibrahim himself was a nation. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the nation of all nations. Nation of all nations. The surah will describe how attacks were made, are being made and will be made against him. And how whoever made the attack, 
they really thought what they wanted was within grasp. During his own life, there were times where they tried to poison him. The food was brought right to his mouth, right to the mouth, where you will not expect who to poison, a woman instead of a man. A woman. She gives a doubt. The meat is right there. Allah's Nabi puts a little in his mouth. The meat speaks and says, Oh Nabi of Allah, I am poisonous. Nabi immediately stops. Little poison touches. The other Sahabi radiallahu passes away on it. So close to being martyred. So close. He goes into one area to speak to some Jews. They are already planned. One person is waiting. He will be sitting here for a while. All you have to do is drop what is known as the wheel of the mal. It will fall. It is so huge. There is no way he will survive. Jibreel alayhi salam comes and says, Go. Allah's Nabi just stands up. The Sahaba radiallahu thinks perhaps he has gone for his tinja. Just like he stood up. And he went. Just like. Waiting, waiting, waiting. He's not coming back. They go in search. Can't find. They reach Medina, Munawara. What happened? Jibreel alayhi salam told me, Go. So close. Just one drop. But Jibreel alayhi salam said, Go. Nabi just stands up and goes. How many times they tried. Then there was that battle where Sahaba radiallahu anh went front to the enemy and the arrows started coming. Because of so much hails of arrows, that first group of Sahaba radiallahu anh were hit. They had to go backwards. There was a small break in the army. Muslims started running. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam pushes his animal, go front. Abbas radiallahu anh says, I'm pulling the animal back. Allah's Nabi is saying, let it go, let it go. Then he says, أَنَا النَّبِيُّ لَا كَذِبٌ أَنَا إِبْنُ عَبْدِ الْمُطَّلِبٌ That I am that Nabi of Allah. There's no doubt about my being Nabi. Let me run into the entire army myself also. And as they were not able to harm him when he made the hijrat, when he was all alone, they were not going to be able to harm him when he was surrounded by his army. But on that first day of hijrat, Allah made it. That when he made his hijrat, every soldier was told, go. All of them reached Medina Munawara. Then he, taking Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, but Abu Bakr radiallahu anh was not his protector. Rasulullah sallallahu was the protector of Abu Bakr radiallahu anh. On the journey, so many times where the enemy thought they on, Allah would just turn it off. They reached the point where Abu Bakr says, if he just looks down, he will see us. Allah's Nabi says, Oh Abu Bakr, what is your thought regarding the two whose Allah is the third? Abu Bakr said, how he said it, he placed his blessed hand on my heart. Abu Bakr when he would become Khalif, as soon as Nabi passed away, there was a small error of 40 days. Where around the Muslim world, people were like pulling back. Some were saying, I don't want to be a Muslim anymore. Some say, I don't want to pay zakat anymore. The Roman Empire was getting hopes that we will launch the attack. Persian Empire launched the attack. Abu Bakr had sent out the armies already. Medina Munawara was empty. There was no one in Medina Munawara. No soldier. Abu Bakr was already 61 years of age. He was riding the animal. He was going out to this border. Then he was going to that border. He was attacking the enemy. 
After 40 days, the Muslim army who had gone for the Romans now come back. The Romans never came. As they enter, everyone becomes happy like now the army is back. A person says to Abu Bakr now that the army is back, it's back. But how did you survive for this last 40 nights? Because every night there was a chance from somewhere the enemy will launch the attack. And there was no soldiers. Abu Bakr said, after that blessed hand touched my heart, when we were in the cave on the journey for Hijrah, from that day, the meaning of fear has never entered my heart. On that day, there was no army. Allah's Nabi walked past the enemy, past them. He read, وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ We have put a barrier. Nabi Sallallahu walked past them. They came to the cave, they were unable to see. On that day, there was no soldier for him. And at the end of his life, perhaps the last battle, was when he went towards the enemy's arrows. The Muslim army all pulled back. There was a break in the army, they were running. Abbas radiallahu says, I'm pulling the animal out of harm's way. Allah's Nabi is pushing the animal in harm's way. And that's when he said, I am the Nabi of Allah and there's no lie in this. The beginning was, the end was, it was an indication that the beginning of Islam after his demise, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, will also not be harmed by the full attack of the enemy. And the end of this ummah will also not be harmed. The beginning was not harmed when the whole world would have written a decision that there is no way Abu Bakr will steer the ship out of the waters. The whole world perhaps today can write there is no way Islam is coming again out of his waters. But how on that first day when he went for the hijrat, everything opened up. And how at the ending, when he walked through the enemy, everything opened up. Finally, the enemy came in front. They were all captured. They were the people of Thaqif. They had no thought they will ever lose the battle. They brought all the animals with them. One of the biggest booties for the Muslims was that day. So much, they said, valleys and valleys of animals. The end battle was an indication to the end of this ummah. That a time again will come where you will see the Muslim armies break. And we saw that. When the Ottoman Empire was established, it was the strongest empire in the world. Just that name, empire, Muslim empire, made people shiver. Then Almighty Allah wanted that now the end has to come. For the end to come, that empire had to break. And it broke. It broke in such a manner that what was once upon a time known as the Muslim lands, Hijaz and Sham and what we call Al-Aqsa and the surrounding lands, there was no different colors on a map. It was all one. There was no visa into this country and that country. And then when the Allied forces and Britain came in and how they annexed it and they said, France, you take this and Italy, you take this. And how the Muslim Ummah was broken. How the army was broken. And today when we are looking at like what is happening in the Arab lands itself, then you're wondering where will this army ever manage to come again? At that time, that sentence which was said, 
that this Islam never ever needed an army. Islam makes its armies. Islam never ever needed an army. Islam makes its army. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa on that day said to Abbas radiallahu anhu, he had a loud voice. He said, make the call. O Muhajireen, where are you? O Ansar, where are you? And Abu Abbas radiallahu anhu screamed. Those that were pulling back, arrows were raining, arrows and arrows. One call, one call was made. And everyone just turned. One call. There was an indication that time will come when this ummah will see one call. One call will be made. And from around the world, response will take place. The one who was fast asleep will open his eye. The one who thought there's no place for me in the armies of Islam, he will just be moving. In the recent days when we had what we had in the Natal area, when we visited those areas, people who said, I never thought I am brave. During those days, we understood what is called the blood of a Muslim. There were those young boys who were ready at night to go out, but they were not trained soldiers. It was just a shock, an inner feeling that I'll also go, whatever happens, happens. When that one call will be made, and it will be made loud, we call it the call of the Mahdi. When that call will be made, despite the Ummah, finding arrows from every direction coming towards it, one call will be made. Islam will say, I am the religion of Allah in which there is no lie. I am the religion of Allah in which there is no lie. And it will break through that. It started unique, it will end unique. And the entire history of Islam is unique. Noon wal qalam, Allah ta'ala starts with an oath. These are unique surahs that the oath at the beginning is the proof of the entire surah. The crux of the surah is who is winning and who will win. Is it the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his deen and his ummah? Or is it the one who tried, is trying and will try to defeat him? Allah tabarakallah starts, Noon wal qalam by the oath of the pen wa ma yasturun and what men themselves are writing. Ulama have written different explanations of this. One is history. By the oath of what has been written in the books of history, you yourself think who is winning and who will win. Open the books of history and you will find the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And on this other side you will find Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab. You will find the warriors of Makkah Mukarramah. And then you say chapter 1 in Islam, who won? And you will say the army of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Lahab was the leader. Abu Jahl was the leader. They had the army, they had the wealth. There were names like Walid bin Uqba. They had the might, they had the power. They had the pull. At that time they said, who will ever listen to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Allah says, by the oath of what history has written. That asked the world today, where is Abu Jahl? And then we went down Islamic history. Abu Bakr radiallahu became the Khalif. And there were so many groups who said, now we will destroy Islam. The Roman Empire came, the Persian Empire came. 
read in the books of history the army of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the mighty Roman Empire who won the mighty Persian Empire who won the Egyptian Empire who won it was known as Habsha who won then came about 300 years after that in Islam where there was that period which was called the shaky period first there was the crusades we know how they entered into the lands of Al-Aqsa how they grabbed Masjid Al-Aqsa the army of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the mighty crusades mighty when i went one time to england and there was a certain day it was a holiday so we went out so they have their fairs in their fairs they want to show what we are so in that fair they were explaining what is a knight because the year of the crusade they were knights and higher them them were known as the templar knights they were even worse but the man explained to be a knight preparation to be a knight would start from the time you born the mother would understand that if i want my child and they had a system in england the eldest son he will inherit everything father dies eldest son takes everything so the other children it's not worth being in the house because you're going to get nothing you rather just go as a warrior or you become a monk in the tent in the in the church so all these mothers second child third child they would say i hand it over for a child to be a warrior the law was he can't grow up by his mother because the mother can't slap the child so that young child will be put at the age of 2 in somebody else's care you must make him a warrior no matter what no mercy would be shown to that person he would grow up without a heart so when he would start his job was you must clean the horse you must milk the cow you must fetch water from the well and because your mother put the job in my hands to make you a man to slap him to hit him it was nothing as the boy would grow up everything is doing is just making muscle he got no heart no heart imagine to make one night so much of effort before he becomes the knight is called like a squire or something his job is to carry the heavy armor so that armor was there that man came and said who wants to carry it we could not lift up even that armor which is called the top part just the top part which they call like the shirt steel of armor the rings that itself was about 80 kilos i was wondering the man who was wearing that what was his power the young boy has to carry that up to put it on the soldier but the soldier who's wearing it that's only one part of his then he had that lance that long lance but you try and pick up that lance it's beyond us they would start from the age of 2 or 3 they would start that trouser that that soldier had to wear was so heavy that that squire his job was your job is to now pull up the trousers so i wanted to ask that man at that time that it's amazing you need someone to pull up your trouser but what happens if he needs to go toilet afterwards what happens I don't think that man would think of going toilet. You can't take it out until you come back from the battle. That was imagine that strength of that man. This is called one, one. And then there's a time before you allowed to enter as becoming a knight. You have to stand. And the boss who taught you to be strong, you know he's going to punch your nose and break it. 
But you have to stand and when he does that punch, you cannot say, ah. If you can manage that one. Imagine. I thought it was that time. Recently we went to Kenya. So there was one boy who accepted Islam from what they call like the jungle boy. You get these jungle boys. They really live in the jungle. They know the lions. They know the elephants. They just walk up to the elephant and stop. Jungle boy. So I asked, what's a jungle boy? So he said, no, this one is a Muslim. But to be a jungle boy, he said, in their village, the day you have to become known as a man, that you are now ready to get married, to be a man, is you have to prove you can be circumcised. So they don't circumcise the boy when he's a baby. They wait for him to become a man. And then the day of the circumcision, there's a big function. And all the aunties and the uncles, everyone come. And you are going to be circumcised in front of everyone. If you even say, ah, then you are called a woman. But if you can manage that circumcision without even blinking, like normal, then all the leaders, each one will give you so many cows. And you are already like a king after that. That's like your labola. And that man, then he fights the lion with his hands. And I'm hearing all that. I said, I thank you, Allah, you put us in Islam. Like, but we never have to kill ourselves. We have to kill to get a cow. Now that knight, who was wearing that 80 kilo, and then he was wearing that trouser, and then he had that lance, not one or two of those knights, they would say 10,000 knights, 10,000 knights, and with them foot soldiers, 10,000 knights. This was what was called the mighty crusades of England and France and Europe. So that man then said it, but we were like the only Muslim there. Or maybe they were, but I think I was the only one wearing a jubba, kurta. So he asked the question, do you ever think someone could be so strong? I couldn't answer, but if I wanted to answer, I said, so who beat them? Who beat them? Because that mighty crusade army came running back from the lands of Sham. They came running back. There was about eight crusades that were made. Eight crusades. And then it was game over. Like, game over. After the Khilafat fell, then another effort was made recent when they took over Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa in our own era. When that man ran onto Al-Aqsa, then he put up his hand and he said, Salahuddin. Imagine. He said, now Salahuddin, we're back. We're back. The books of history will ask those mighty, mighty warriors, who kicked you all out? And the answer will be, وَمَا يَسْتُرُونَ Let the books of history itself say, the army of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the mighty crusades from around the world, who won? who won? The mighty empire of England where they said the sun will never set on the empire. Then the mighty Russia who they said they devoured whoever they wanted. They went through the lands of the Soviet Union. No one could stand against them. Mighty in them. Savage, brutal. And then you had what is known as the terrible America. 
with all their wealth, all their might, all their propaganda, all their nonsense. And they say, and the army of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When they had to get kicked out of Afghanistan in recent weeks, their own people said, Afghanistan has always been the qabrit, it's always been the graveyard of the empires of the past. That's all he could say, Afghanistan. Had we been allowed, we would have said, the army of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the empires of evil. It's not only Afghanistan that defeated them. There was that time which was known as the Mongolian, the Tatar invasion. They came from China. They wiped out the whole China, Japan. They went into Russia. They went through lands and lands. And then the question came, who defeated them? In the ending, when they got stuck, they got so badly stuck that later on, all of them accepted Islam. All of them accepted this is that verse, وَمَا يَسْتُرُونَ By the oath of the pen and what the people have written. Meaning history itself is a proof of who is high and who will be destroyed. مَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونَ At that time they said to the Rasul of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, You are mad, na'udhu billah. Almighty Allah said, let history itself bear witness who's mad and who's the boss. وَإِنَّ لَكَ لَأَجْرًا غَيْرَ مَمْنُونَ For you is a reward which will never get cut. One is a reward in the year after which will just carry on, carry on, carry on. One was an indication you have left for yourself an Islam that will carry on till the ending. It will not get cut at any point. Look at the history of the world. And find even one day where there was not Islam. If in one country they jumped on the country so hard, so hard. In recent time when Mustafa Kemal came, when the empire, the Turkish Ottoman Empire was collapsed. And Mustafa Kemal was made the president of Turkey. They call it secular Turkey. Then the command was given that Quran is now banned. No one will read Quran. No one will teach Quran. No one will know Quran. In about perhaps one month ago or two weeks ago, the one very great scholar of Istanbul passed away, Sheikh Muhammad Amin Sirajuddin, Rahimullah. So he himself said that when they were small, this was the law. So his father, who was an alim of the deen, would wake them up at about one o'clock in the morning. One o'clock in the morning. Now everyone is fast asleep, their lesson starts. He said, in that manner, all of us memorized Quran. He said, then others started coming, then the news went to the enemy. He said, my father was martyred. They hung his father for teaching Quran. When they jumped onto one part of the ummah, when jumped, Almighty Allah made it. With the own Khilafat, the capital of the Muslim land had no Quran. Quran sprang out everywhere else. It's like you got water that's ready to come out. You stop it in one point, you think it's not going to come out somewhere else. But even in Turkey itself, the Sheikh passed away in about two weeks, three weeks ago. He saw the time where Quran, because of his Quran, his father was martyred. Allah made it, he saw the time. That today when a boy memorizes Quran in Turkey, 
He's not the only one who memorized. When they have their jalsas, they walk in the streets. You will see about a hundred, two hundred, three hundred huffas of Quran. They all graduated that day. All of them were the white jubba. All of them walking through the streets. As they walk through the streets, it is to testify to this verse, وَإِنَّ لَكَ لَأَجْرًا غَيْرَ مَمْنُونَ Whoever will try to cut this Islam, this is a reward that we have given you that's never going to be kept. You will find this water coming out wherever you look for it. You stop it on one point, it comes out somewhere else. You stop it there, it comes out. And in the ending, a time will come where it will burst so hard that there will be no one to stop it anywhere. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ Indeed, you are of the greatest of character. فَسَتُبْصِرُ Unique is Quran. Very soon you will see وَيُبْصِرُونَ And they will see بِأَيِّكُمُ الْمَفْتُونَ That which is the person who is really in the problem. Where they said Muslims are in a problem. Where they said the Nabi of Allah is in a problem. Where they said this thing will never take off. Where they said Islam will never find a revival. Allah said, you will see. And who is being spoken to? Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in every ummati. You will see and they will see who is really in the problem. Inna rabbaka huwa a'lamu biman dalla an sabili. Indeed, your Allah knows so well who's off the path. And he knows وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِالْمُهْدَدِينَ So well who's on the path. فَلَا تُطِعِ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ So O people of Iman, you must not be the one who obeys the one who does not want to accept the truth. You must not be the one who obeys the one who does not want to accept the truth. Meaning me and you, we say, when the war takes place, how could they do this? One person asked Hazrat Mawlana Muhammad Yusuf Rahimullah that make dua against the Yahud and the Nasara. That's the dua we all like. We say, Ameen. Allah destroy them. What are they doing? Then he lifted up his hands. Others lifted up their hands. He said, Allah remove the love of the Yahud from our hearts. The love of the Nasara. He said, Allahumma akhrijil Yahudiyata wan Nasraniyata Min qulubil muslimin. Because when you said, Allah, let me make dua, destroy the Yahud. said, but what happens if in my heart is the heart of the Yahud? I'll get destroyed. فَلَا تُطِعِ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ They are going to see the result. But you cannot be the one who starts listening to them. Thereafter Allah, Tabarakallah, describes how the people of evil are. He describes their nature. The inner qualities, which is in detail. But me and you, easy, the crux of it is, America is the champion of the rights of women. But everyone knows that very president himself, every second night, cheats in his own wife also. They are ready to rape their own daughter. They got no deen at all. Where are they going to worry? Do you think at night he's also not doing something? That rights of women that they say we champion... This entire part, the next four verses, five verses, six verses, Almighty Allah says, look at it. They is trying to say the Rasul of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is mad. He said, have they not looked in the mirror? 
That if there's any bad quality in the world, everything is in them. Everything. Mufassirin writes, this was not one individual in the era of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They say with these verses, Allah described the leaders of kufr. That they talk so big that how we championing the rights, how we want in recent time in Afghanistan, how many Muslims fell for their propaganda, that they so worried about the auntie in Afghanistan, so worried. Will you allow her to study in the school? If they allowed the Taliban to really say what they wanted to say, they would have said to them, the way you crying, will you allow her to study in school? But where were you when her own mother was being raped in front of her children? Where were you at that time when your own soldiers were doing it? When your soldiers in Syria and in Iraq and still in Palestine, your own, when your weapons are being used to fall upon houses and houses, then you're not worried of the education of that one auntie, she's dead already. Allah Taala said, وَلَا تُطِعْ how can it be that you listen to the one Hallaf that whenever he speaks he needs to take Qasam. Qasam means he's such a liar that he has to say, I'm speaking the truth. Because he always speaks lies. Allah says, Are you going to listen to him? Maheen, one who's disgraced from the beginning till the end. Hamas, one who only criticizes. Look at the leaders of the Western countries. Look at the president of what the world calls the biggest America. Their own Americans also the ones who vote for him mock him. The very people who vote for him are the old people who say, I hope when he's giving his speech, he reads that paper. Because every time he says one sentence out of the paper, he flops again. The own people will say it. Allah says, that man, he's criticizing everyone. Masha'im bin Amin. How he spread stories to make this group hate that group, that group, that group. Whenever there is good to be done, he pulls back. How much they saying in Afghanistan that the country is like in dire situations, dire need, the people haven't got food. So just yesterday they were taking someone's interview in Afghanistan. They say, what's happening to your country? Very nice, he said. He said, I asked the world leaders that you all got our money. Why can't you give it to us? All is sitting in your account. Then he said, this is not the money of Taliban. This is the money of the people of Afghanistan. We have to suffer because of you. So the news, they'll make it the poor Afghanis. Poor Afghanis. And where's the money? The money is in their pocket. This is what it says. That the way they talk, one man came... And he saw someone was crying and a dog was dying. How he was crying, how he was crying. So he said, what's happening? He said, my dog. So many years, what a nice dog, dying. He said, why? Hunger. He said, what's on your head here? He said, my roti. He said, then give it some bread to eat. He said, you crazy. Roti costs money. Tears are free. I'll cry. America cries. How much they'll cry? He said, where's the money? He said, no, no, we don't want to give it. Not even your money. But still some people follow that news. Such liars. Allah said, will you follow? On top of that, many of them zanim, one meaning is, many of them are harami also. Harami means they themselves don't even know who their father is. 
Is that the one that you are going to listen? Just because an kana mal, just because he is a man of wealth and people. When our verses are read upon him, then he mocks at it and he says, these are tales of the past. But the surah said, no tales, this is history. Every empire that came on the Muslim ummah became a dead empire. You remain became a part of history. Which one person said, had it not been for the books of history, no one would ever known what was known as the Mongolian empire. Had it not been for the books of history, you would never have known what is the Crusades. Had it not been for the books of history, you would have not known of what was the Persian and the Russian. Noon wal qalam. History itself looked after these people. Had it not been for history, they would have been wiped out, not even mentioned. As for Islam, Islam is a religion that loves through every era. And it will go till the ending. And then Allah explained the exam and this is the crux of the surah and on this we will end i want you to think of this exam it is an exam which allah tabarakallah has put them in and me and you are also in this exam and see how they are failing in this exam and take a lesson i must not fail inna balawnahum kama balawna ashab al-jannah almighty allah says indeed we have given them a test Sometimes when you get wealth and power, you get the biggest test. We have given them a test like how we tested the people of the garden. Among the Arabs, it was known there was an incident in Yemen at that time. That there was a father who was very generous. Whenever the time came to cut the crops, he would call the poor people. Poor people would stand outside and everyone would get their share. Now when the father passed away, the son said that my father would give away so much. Now the time has come to bring an end to it. But they said, you know these beggars, like sometimes when we go to the shops, we know that one beggar, I just don't like him, so I'll go to the other shop. Like, he mustn't come behind me. And beggars are masters, it's like their business, that when they come to us in Azadwal, they even know that, he said, boss, for four days I never come to you. <laughs> so it means like, my job was the other day now. It was that other guy, other guy, my turn was number four. Proper, they know everything. Some cars you must go after the man comes. Some you must go before. Some you must just tell the person, come out. They know it all. It's like the game. But this group said, the best what we do is we go early in the morning. They won't even know we went. And we take whatever we need to get out. And we come out. And they spoke about it. They said, they'll never know. This was the people of the garden. What the example is, the example is the people of Kufr. When they decide to break Islam... They also say now the Muslim world has been made negligent. They have all been put off. We put our news, we put our movies, we put our games. The children are hooked onto their phones. They are hooked onto the cartoons. They are playing such weird games, the chance of them standing up will never come. They all fast asleep. The whole ummah is asleep. They said now is the time, make the attack. We will attack in such a manner, we will cut it all. And not one of them will get the chance. Not one of them. Allah says, But while they were still in their thoughts, they did not know from Allah a revolution was taking place. Revolution. That night one wind came on their land. One wind. And that entire farm was brought to the ground. As though there was not a fruit on it. 
entire farm. Next morning when they went and they looked, they said, is this ours? Is this ours? But that was a garden. That was a garden. So because it was a garden, the most that they would cry and they would say, didn't I tell you, don't do this. But you always got a chance for another garden. But the people of Kufr, in every era they made a chance to cut the garden of Islam. In every era. And in every era they said the people are all fast asleep. There's no Salahuddin, there's no Muhammad, there's no Ahmad. Everyone is hooked to his game. No one is going to stand up. فَطَافَ عَلَيْهَا طَائِفٌ مِّن رَبِّكَ But Allah had other plans. Revolution was taking place. One boy was being made. One girl was being made. Someone with a passion of deen. Such a passion. In the house of the Pharaoh, Musa was being born. In the house of Azar and Ibrahim was being born. Go around the world today. Look at the list of people who made revolutions. You will understand this verse. When the revolution started, when the people of Kufr woke up the next morning, that now we're going to launch the final attack. You saw, or you heard about, or the whole world heard about, when the army of the Mujahideen of one country, Taliban, stood up. It shocked the entire world. That where did this group come from? Where did they come from? 20 years of war. To make sure that there is not one soldier left in that land. After 20 years, there's a whole country of soldiers. While the people of Kufr thought the people of Iman were sleeping, on top of the people of Kufr, Almighty Allah's plan was moving. And a day will come and it came and it will continue coming. Where they wake up the next morning and they see the entire plan is cut to the ground. As though it was never. Some of them will get the chance in this world to make Tawbah and say, Didn't I tell you don't chance Islam? And some of them will say it tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah. But then it will be too late. Now listen to these verses. Beautiful is Quran. Inna balawnahum. Indeed we have taken the exam. Just like how we took the exam of the people of the garden. Is aqsamu la yasrimunnaha musbihin. When they took qasam. When they took oath, when they were convinced that tomorrow we are going to cut it, meaning we're going to cut our crops early in the morning, wala yastasnoon, they would not even say, like how we will say, inshallah. For them, they had no inshallah. It means they would not even say maybe. They would say definitely. Meaning this Islam is not going to last another five years. It's already finished. Finished. For us, but from the side of your Lord, something was moving in the night. While they themselves were fast asleep. In the morning, the entire farm, the entire plantation was cut to the ground. Early in the morning, they called out to each other. Now it's the time to go to your farm. In kuntum sarimin, if you really want to cut. Meaning now is the time to break Islam. It's on that last, just one touch. Whole thing will fall. They went. Each brother is speaking quietly to the other. No one must hear. So they're making their plans quietly. 
This one is sending that one an email. That one is sending that one a text. The whole world is getting ready to attack. Quietly they saying, Allah يَدْخُلَنَّهَا الْيَوْمَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِسْكِينَ Today not a single poor person will enter our yard. We will get the work done. We will come out. They won't even know it got done. وَغَدَوْ عَلَىٰ حَرْدٍ قَادِرِينَ When they left their houses, they were fully able to be able to prevent the crops reaching the poor people. Hard means rokna, to stop it. They had all the ability. They had the power, they had the might, they had the wealth. They had it all. They only did not have one thing. It was called the decision of Almighty Allah. Everything was theirs. That today not a single poor person will get, I will take it all. Meaning all the ability, they got the tanks, they got the weapons, they got the wealth. They got all that espionage, they got all the puppets in their hand. وَغَدَوْ عَلَىٰ حَرْدٍ To be able to pull, to be able to stop the people of Iman going for Hajj, going for Umrah, coming to the Masjid, sacrificing for the Deen, for Islam to be re-established, for a Khilafat to come again. They got it all. وَغَدَوْ عَلَىٰ حَرْدٍ To be able to hold it back, they were so able. فَلَمَّا رَأَوْهَا But when they saw there, for them it was their plot. They land for the people of Kufar is their plan. When they saw it, they said, Inna Ladalun that I don't think I'm in the right place. This is not my farm. Bal nahnu mahrumun. Then they looked again. Then they said, No, it is. Alam the one with the most intelligence amongst them then said, Didn't I say to you, Lola to Sabbihun? That why don't you also sing the praises of Almighty Allah? They will come with their own people. Some while alive you will see so many Christians. So many of the soldiers who fought in those wars. Although they will not say it loudly. So many of the soldiers are accepting Islam. So many of the soldiers. And some will say it tomorrow. Subhana Rabbina inna kunna zalimeen. They said indeed we were oppressors over ourselves. Then they turned to each other, Yatala wa moon, each one shouting the other. They said, Ya Wailana inna kunna taghin. We had gone beyond our limits. We were so stubborn. Asa Rabbuna ayyubdilana khayram minha. They said, I just hope that our Lord will give us a chance to get something better than this. Inna ila Rabbina raghibun. We are looking at our Allah. Will I get a second chance? The people of the garden got a second chance. But if that man leaves this world with a mission against Islam, then he will get no second chance. كَذَٰلِكَ الْعَذَابُ Almighty Allah says, like this punishment comes. وَلَعَذَابُ الْآخِرَةِ أَكْبَرُ And the punishment in the year after is even worse. لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ If only they could understand. On the next ruku, Allah says, that day is coming. We're on the plains of Qiyamah when Allah will show His beauty. يَوْمَ يُكْشَفُ عَنْ سَاقِ وَيُدْعُونَ إِلَى السُّجُودِ And everyone will fall or want to fall in sajda. فَلَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ They will be unable to make that sajda. خَاشِعَةً أَبْصَارُهُمْ Their eyes will be filled with fear. تَرْهَقُهُمْ ذِلَّ Disgrace will cover them. وَقَدْ كَانُوا يُدْعُونَ إِلَى السُّجُودِ 
It will be said to them, leave them. They were called in this world so many times to make sajda to Allah. وَهُمْ salimun. At that time there was nothing wrong with their bodies. فَذَرْنِي وَمَنْ يُكَذِّبُ بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ Allah says, O people of Iman, you leave me and these people. Meaning, leave me to deal with them. فَذَرْنِي Leave me and the one who denies this unique book. سَنَسْتَدْرِجُهُمْ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ From where they have no idea, we are pulling them in. وَأُمْلِي لَهُمْ And we are giving them line. You see that person who caught the fish, how he plays that game. He pulls and he lets go. He pulls and he lets go. إِنَّ كَيْدِي مَتِينَ Allah Taala says, Indeed, my plan is a very strong plan. Beautiful is Quran. Beautiful is Quran. May Allah Taala through the barakah of Quran, let the reality of the power of Sirah, the power of Islam, when this noon walqalami, by the oath of the pen and whatever has been written, just that one verse is sufficient for that whole surah. It's to make history itself will say who was the boss and who was defeated. The army of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam will remain dominant till the ending. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, لا يدرهم من خذلهم. Whoever leaves them, whoever pulls away aid, whoever opposes them, they will not be able to harm them. An army will remain until the final decision of Almighty Allah comes.